You're listening to Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Neil, welcome to Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me. All right. So what is your question? So real, real general synopsis. I'm 27, have three kids. I'm a non-traditional student, spent two years doing a post-bac, kind of do-it-yourself thing to bring up a GPA, retook the MCAT, did pretty good, got a 507. So really my question is, I've I've done a lot of shadowing. Uh, I worked as an ER tech for two years, an ER scribe. Uh, I actually now work in pathology Mm -hmm. um, as a PA. So my question is, what are things that I can be doing on top of my already busy schedule right now while I'm in the middle of application season that can potentially help me, whether that's with uh, an additional submission, you know, later on, like an update throughout the summer, Mm -hmm. Uh, just anything that I can be doing now while I'm in application season to boost my, my application status. All right, so let's start at at square one. So you went to undergrad. Were you pre-med undergrad? Yes. Okay, and didn't do too hot in undergrad? No. Okay. No. Did your post-bac, do-it-yourself yep. post-bac, did a couple of years, retaking yep. science courses, retaking yep. other science, or taking more science courses, and that yes. went okay? Well, that went great. Okay. Yeah, so I had a 2.99 at an undergrad. Okay. Um, biology and chemistry. I did, see, and the thing was, I did great my junior and senior year. I got married junior year. Okay. And my grades really shot up. Start, that's <laughs> when I started working in the ER. So okay. it was kind of, okay, figured things out. Um, so I had the good upward trend, but I great. scored a 25 on the old MCAT. Okay. And then my son was about to be born. I felt like, oh my gosh, like, I'm just not qualified and I need some money. Yeah. So... Um, I left the job that I was in and started working in pathology to make some more money. And then really a, a long story short, uh, met a professor, uh, cause the new job that I had, they wanted me to take anatomy and physiology. So, okay, mm-hmm. awesome. And the professor happened to be a practicing internal medicine doctor. Okay. And he asked me, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> and kind of challenged me of like, look, if you really want to do something like this, if you have a passion for medicine, my grandfather was a physician, you know, got it in the family. Okay. I really wanted to do it. I just didn't feel qualified. Yeah. And he was like, if you really want to do this, it's up to you. It doesn't really matter what you did, you know, the mistakes that you made, it's up to you to kind of get, get out there and do it. Sounds so like a smart dude. That's when, yes, yeah, so that's, that's when I spent the two years retaking those courses and, and all of that and okay. you know still continuing to shadow and, and do all that other stuff awesome. volunteering but you know okay that's really so kind of where i'm at so you you have shadowing hours you work um at, you're a pathologist assistant now so a, a pa for yes. pathology yes. um yep. so not really clinical right you're you're mostly working right. with slides and doing uh more bench work so that's kind of rough mm-hmm. what sort of clinical stuff yeah. are you doing outside of that well, see, and that's, a, that's where it becomes a little confusing for me um, because I, most of the stuff that we do is surgical and anatomical, so I'm actually dealing with parts of patients. You know, I'm doing the, you know, somebody gets their leg chopped off. I'm the guy that dissects it and finds what's wrong. Same thing with like a... On the patient themselves thing. or the, no, the, no, the parts no, already been removed? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So again, not, removed, not clinical. But, right. Yeah. But I do take some time like during the day and I'll go down because our... Uh, the doctors that I work with, they do procedures. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll follow them and I'll go down there and watch the procedures being done, uh, typically by like uh, interventional radiology, yep. gastroenterology. They're doing, uh, you know, the ultrasound type of biopsies. So I kind of okay. get to see that side of the patient. Okay. Um, that's really the, the limit that I have now within okay. the past three years since I've been working. Before that, I had, gosh, two years of being an ER tech, yeah. uh, six months of being an ER scribe. Yeah. Um, 
and then other shadowing hours, like so great, probably totaling at least 500 yeah, hours. Of great, great clinical experience people. previously, yeah. and then it stopped. Yeah. And you have an awesome job now, great experience in a hospital, but it's not clinical. And so right. there's going to possibly be this red flag of, like, why aren't you putting yourself around patients? Yes, you're dealing with mm-hmm. pieces mm-hmm. of the patient, uh, but you're <laughs> actually not interacting with that patient anymore. You're interacting yeah. with, with the rest of the healthcare team. It sounds like you're getting some shadowing in um, during your working hours, which is awesome. I would count yeah. those as shadowing hours. Um, are okay. you, when, when you're going down and you're observing, you're not, you are, are you literally shadowing or are you interacting, asking questions, talking to the patient, doing that sort of stuff? Well, I'm shadowing because the patients are usually under anesthesia. Oh yeah, um, true. <laughs> yeah, from, yeah, from the endoscope. Yeah. Um, but I'm interacting with the, the actual operating physician. Yeah. So whether okay. that, like I said, whether that's interventional radiology, kind of interacting with them a okay. little bit. Yeah. So more shadowing. So, so shadowing, yeah, it sounds yeah. like you're good. So the one thing for me yeah. and that, that may be raised is this question of mm-hmm. consistent clinical experience. Yeah, you had a ton of it yeah. previously, and then you stopped for your job. The, the question that's going to come up potentially from an, uh, an admissions committee standpoint is even though you have this job in the hospital doing cool stuff, is that enough to say, oh, yeah, Neil has continued to show us that he likes being around patients, or do mm-hmm. you just like the yeah. the bench work or stuff that you're doing now? If you do, just keep doing that, or go get a PhD yeah. or something. Right. Uh, right. So that may be raised, right? And and it's okay. it's one of those things where it's like, I'm not going to tell you not to apply. I'm not going to tell you you need to run out and go get something. Just be aware yeah. that that is something potentially yeah. that may be asked about in your application mm-hmm. if you go for an interview or potentially something to discuss in a secondary essay question if the right question comes up so should you go and do that now Uh, like get clinical experience it sounds like you have your hands full already working full time (laughs) three kids at home obviously going through the application process writing secondaries doing all that stuff i would probably say at this point because we're at the end of may as we're recording this it's probably not worth it to try to go and and jam it into Uh, into your application right this minute. Should it be something once applications slow down, once you get that first wave of secondaries out and and things start to slow down, should that be something you look into? I I would say yes. Just in case that becomes an issue with this application, you have jumped the gun and you're going to get that experience uh, now as as soon as ready so I, I wouldn't do it at a detriment to your current application but i would do it after all the yeah. secondaries are done and you prepare for potentially the next application if that is is going to be needed but it sounds like from a gpa <laughs> standpoint from yeah. an mcat standpoint from everything else it sounds like you're doing awesome things there's this one yeah. potential question so other yeah. than that um check with each individual school do the schools allow or does that school allow updates some schools allow updates okay. some schools don't are you taking any classes now or no you're done with that no no done, so, done with the classes yeah so you don't need to update them on any courses um mm-hmm. unless you have something major coming up where uh, some huge extracurricular where you're like oh i really need to update the schools there's probably not yeah. a, a lot of updating that you're going to need to do with the schools mm-hmm. okay okay awesome so, yeah. yeah i appreciate that not a problem Anything, anything else? 
Yeah, actually, quickly, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's more of a question about the number of, of schools to apply to. Yeah. The guy that's been mentoring me, he's basically recommending at least 20 MD schools, at least 10 DO schools. Okay. So It's a lot. Uh, it's, a, it's a little more yeah. than I recommend, but uh, yeah. I, I'm more along the lines of 15 and 10, which is the average, okay. roughly. 14 and 9 is the average. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's a little bit more than average. Uh, it's it's not crazy. Uh, it's a lot. It's a lot of secondaries. Uh, yes. But yeah, after the, the first thing, handful like, of secondaries, it's it gets pretty easy because you start to yeah. repeat and recycle a lot of your answers. Yeah. Yeah. Because the other thing too is that with my full time job and the family, I had the potential of you know not not to jump ahead of things, but let's say I get interview invitations for every single school. You won't. How the heck am I supposed to fit that in? Okay. <laughs> you won't. Yeah, that, was, that was my fear as well. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't worry about that. You won't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not, not putting you down. No student does. No, I understand. Um, I understand. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and at some point, you can start turning down interviews to say, you know what, I, I just, yeah. I can't. Um, and that's where gotcha. the work up front, picking those schools, picking the ones that kind of close your eyes and, and picture getting that email, getting that phone call to say, hey, come for an interview. If you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. then don't apply to that school. Just don't even waste your time. Yeah, don't even waste your time. So that's a, right. a, a little visualization game of, of putting yourself two months in the future when you get that, that interview invite. Are you going to be excited for it? Or are you going to be like, oh, another one for this one? It's just not worth yeah. it. Yeah, so yeah. Pick the ones okay. that you're excited to go to and... If that means there's only 15 instead of 20 or 20 instead of 30, whatever that is. Yeah. All right. Awesome. All right, now. All right. Not a problem. Have a great day. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining me here on Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Did you know that we record these live on Facebook at 3 p.m. Eastern on most weekdays? Search for Medical School HQ on Facebook and like the page to be notified. If you're a non-traditional student, check out Old Pre-Meds Podcast at opmpodcast.com. 